Today's Distorted View podcast is brought to you by Cool Mint Bottoms Up, the refreshing two-in-one mouthwash and anal enema that provides a breath freshener and an arctic blast up your ass. From French kiss to rim job, your next date won't know which end is up, but you will. Cool Mint Bottoms Up by the makers of Wintergreen Douche Paste, the toothpaste you can douche with. It's Thursday, October 13th, 2022. Coming up on the program today, sperming up lesbians with defective batter. Plus, calling Taco Bell to pitch my Mexican pizza idea. Alex Jones reacts to his court case live on his program. And Mead suffers from PMS symptoms. All coming up today. Run through a party in the car door, yeah. The policeman will be going to well. The band will be jumping, will be going to swing. Go to the hot door, yeah, I'm asking, let's rock. Let's rock. Everybody holds their blood. Most dance to the yellow house rock. Spine them up, blown a tennis saxophone. Little yo, blown a slight tambour. The drum rolls a close boom, bam. You're going to escape the most fun, let's rock. Let's rock Everybody on the side of Tim Hansen. She is a fat cunt. Drunken Negro face cookie. That really gave me tranny baby fever. It's just a fun thing. Are you on the internet? Isn't that for techno geeks with spreadsheets? Yes! Tim Hansen back here with you for the Thursday podcast. Got a great episode for you today. One thing that I uh, set out to do today was uh, make sure that this did not turn into yet another Mead Skelton cast. I I refuse to let him hijack my program. We've talked about him enough. I think I spent, I don't know, 15 minutes uh, on Monday's show or Tuesday's program. That's enough Mead, in my opinion. But then he goes and he posts a new video, a Patreon-only October podcast, where he explains why he went batshit crazy insane during his, his live stream. And he sucks me back in. Now, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this. We can't. Uh, the show's jam-packed today. But I have to know what his reasoning is for, for all of this, right? He says there were some technical issues with his webcam and audio interface. That was part one of what made him sound so shitty. And then he says this. Um, that's why it didn't work. And I was very sad and upset. Plus, I was having the bloats. And when you have the bloats, it's not very fun, right? So, so I was squirming around. I know I have asked this very question many times in the past at this point. But again, I just have to inquire. What straight man talks like this? I don't even want to make it a, a sexual orientation thing. Because I've never uttered the phrase, the bloats. He talks like a lady in a 1970s PMS medicine commercial. You know, when it's my time of the month, I start to suffer the bloats. That's why I turn to the number one doctor recommended PMS medication. It gets rid of my bloats. All right. So Mead's explanation is that his womb was feeling a bit tender. That's why I sounded so bad on the live stream. My uterus started getting the tingles. All right. That checks out. 
I'm glad Meade figured out, though, that uh, the majority of his issues were tech-related. He was using the wrong audio input or something. Because this is like the third or fourth live stream where I've been having tech issues. And I kept thinking, is this demonic? Is this is someone using witchcraft against me again? That pesky devil going through and messing up your audio settings on your Windows PC. Uh, but I realized, no, it's not witchcraft. It was a webcam. So shame on you, webcam. <laughs> I am glad, though, that Mead seems to be doing much better because he was having a full-on uh, breakdown. I mean, he was bawling. Uh, if you listen to Tuesday's podcast, you can hear that. <laughs> Little plug. But I'm doing much better, folks. Good. And I just want to say I'm not suicidal, not homicidal, not maniac, whatever. Obviously, Mead listened to the episode of DV where I... I talked about him because he spends a lot of time addressing issues, right? He's not d depressed. He's not suicidal. Also, when he was blubbering and crying, I wanted you freaks to know it's okay to laugh at me because he's a horrible person in a lot of ways. Very racist uttering the n-word all the time and uh, mead also addresses that in this podcast now folks some people think you know that the n-word is is racist some people there are a few of you out there i don't know what the hell's wrong with you but you're under the impression the n-word is a derogatory word when in reality it's a compliment oh my god if he goes there i will lose my goddamn mind and i'm here to say that the n-word is not racist no see i call myself the n-word a lot i say oh silly you know i don't know what that little audio fuck up was if he actually said the n-word and then censored himself or what but uh, black people, there you go. Stop being so uppity about that word. Mead calls himself it. That word that rhymes with trigger. <laughs> that N-word. Yeah, that's it. Don't be a silly N-word. And I say that to my birds. <laughs> so many. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I, say, I say to my birds. <laughs> oh, he got me there. Fuck. All right, let me rewind this. I'm sorry. I don't know if you heard that. <laughs> that N-word. Yeah, that's it. Don't be a silly N-word. And I say that to my birds. I say, oh, birdies, don't be a bunch of... Yeah, you know. I call my birds the N-word all the time. My birds Mammy and Sambo. Don't forget, little Uncle Remus. And to me, um, the N-word is a term of endearment. It just means silly, foolish person, really. So I can go up to anyone, black or white, and just say the N-word casually. I'm yeah. sure they won't be upset. Yeah, yeah. I would like to see. You should film yourself doing that. I will. You know what? I will pay for your plane ticket. If you want to go, <laughs> we'll fly you to Compton or, I don't know, Atlanta, Georgia or something, and we'll just film you saying the N-word uh, to, to people. So, See how that you know, goes. that's what I think about the N-word. I think people get so upset, you know, to liberals. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, liberals, um, it's funny how liberals have this warped, warped, re warped morality. I find it funny that meat is having audio problems. Like, it, cu it keeps cutting out a little bit. Obviously, the work of the devil. I don't want to pat myself on the back, but did I fucking call that? Mead actually said, yeah, I, fi I find the N-word is a term of endearment. Now, please go on and tell us about liberals' warped sense of morality. You can just tell that Mead is is itching to say the word. He wants to say it so bad. I, don't, I think we need to get rid of this stigma of the N-word, you know, yeah. the N-word. And I'll just come flat out and say it. Well, for some reason, I'm not able to say it as freely as I thought, but, um, okay. 
trigger. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that word. I'm having trouble saying it, though. Like, he knows he shouldn't be saying it. Anyway, Mead goes on a little more uh, during his October podcast, but uh, we've got to move on. Excellent work, as always. Mead Skelton, everybody. Stop calling your birds the N-word. I like how he says it's a term of endearment, but every time he's using it in an example, it's a way to, like, admonish his birds. Like, birds, stop being such an N-word. Bad N-word birds. Yeah, term of endearment. All right. I don't know if you guys have ever seen uh, videos from the YouTube channel Cut, but they are producing some exquisite cringe. They'll do shit like uh, getting a couple together, like a man and a woman, and then asking the man to rate the attractiveness of a bunch of girls while his girlfriend just watches. In another series, they get exes together to talk about their relationship and ask embarrassing questions. And then they can either take a shot or answer the question. I've got an example here of that series. Hi, I'm Sav. Hey, I'm Manny. And we're ex-partners. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's see. Describe our past relationship in three words. <laughs> Volatile. Uh, exciting. Messy. Yeah, I agree with all of those. <laughs> okay, it starts off all right. I think the questions get harder as the video progresses. What was the kinkiest thing we did? There was definitely some rope stuff. Yeah, but I don't think we got that kinky. That's so kinky, it's borderline illegal. Oh, she said rope. Thought there was an A in there, okay. I mean, we did anal a couple times. Yeah, we did. <laughs> well, I've done that. I've never done rope stuff, but I've done that. You know, I think we both enjoyed that. But oh, no. You're wrong there, too. No, I mean, um, I'm sorry, but, you know, it's not um, a small amount to take. Oh, come on. <laughs> come on. You're not even the biggest thing I've had up my ass. No, I mean. Okay. <laughs> Did I fulfill you sexually? She decides to not answer that question. She takes a shot instead, which is kind of like answering the question. I feel like they're kind of trying to be nice to one another, but there's some passive aggressive comments that are floated about. Like one of the questions is, uh, was I a good kisser? And he said, yeah, you were pretty good. I mean, I think I'm a good kisser. I also like, hey, Snaggletooth gets caught on my lips sometimes. Aww. You always loved my jacked up teeth. Stop. Fuck you. Next up, uh, the question. Did you ever cheat on me? If not, did you ever come close? Definitely came close a few times. Oh, what'd you do? I don't fucking care. You know that I cheated on you. So yeah, no, like, no. I nearly hooked up with pe people a few times. Yeah, but like anyone I know. No, I don't think so. Oh. Yeah, no, no, no. No, no one you know. Like, he's totally making this up, right? Because he knows that she cheated on him, so he's just trying to compete. Well, that's boring. Yeah, sorry. I'm more of a uh, do it where you can't be seen kind of person. Yeah, I guess I was a bit more obvious with mine. Yeah, even <laughs> when you thought you weren't. Both times I cheated on him, it was um, a threesome, and that was the first Which threesome. Which is like doubly defeated. I know. Yeah, that is like, oh, that's almost worse, right? On one hand, it's probably more meaningless. It's not like you're going to be in a relationship with these two other people. It's, it's just a fling. But that's more people you're having sex with. That's not your boyfriend. Which is like so bad. But that was when we first started dating. And then there was the threesome with the couple that we both knew. And that was a couple days before we'd broken up. I'm rooting for these two to get together. I think they have a real shot. In another video on the cut, uh, they get people to call their exes and ask them, why things didn't work out. Again, just grade A cringe material. 
didn't have good communication. Didn't really like specify each other's needs after a while. That woman is really trying to soften the blow. In reality, we learn that this woman is uh, this guy's ex-wife. And uh, they broke up for a very specific reason. I wasn't supportive enough when she got postpartum depression. Lighten the fuck up and start taking care of the kid. I ain't changing its diapers. Get out of your funk, bitch. Here's another person asking uh, her ex why it didn't work out. For real, Ronnie? For real? Why? Tell me, tell me why we didn't work out. Oh, because I was cheated. Oh, okay. You had to know. I have to say, you know, I don't want to give the cut or whatever the hell this YouTube channel is uh, too much shit because I am riveted. I actually am in, like, this is interesting. Hello. Hey, I just called to ask you, like, why didn't we work out? I just didn't know what I wanted. And you did. So that's only half of what these people are supposed to ask. They're supposed to ask why we broke up, right? They're supposed to get an answer to that and then ask if they would consider getting back together with them. Just to sort of gauge their response. Would you consider getting back together? Definitely. I think I was the problem. Yeah, we can talk about that. All right, well, thank you for picking up. Bye-bye. Whoa. (laughs) Are you getting back together? No. No. (laughs) Hell no. I like that guy's response. I knew that was a little strange when he was like, all right, we can talk about that at a later time. The possibility of us dating again. I bet you they'll hook up at least. Good for them. Get that poon. Uh, Moving on. I don't know if you guys know this, but Alex Jones was a part of yet another Sandy Hook trial. The last trial, which was just a month or two ago, uh, the families won, what, $50 million from Alex? Yesterday, when the verdict came down, Alex did something totally bonkers, which I know it's out of character for him. Alex Jones saying or doing something cuckoo? That's not the Alex Jones I know. He literally live reacted to the verdict on his show. I've got a 10-minute clip here from his show. Now, Alex is watching the courtroom. They're just getting started. You know, everyone is being seated again. Corrupt, guilty system. Wanted to scapegoat me as the bad guy when they're the bad guys. No one believes them. Everybody hates them that has half a brain. Their system's over. They know it. They're in full panic mode. Uh, projecting much? This is exactly what I expected. Nothing has happened yet. Oh, man, he is sweating. And you put the decimal points in. Oh, the decimal points in. Oh, that's, that is, that's, that's not a good omen, huh? Where exactly does the period go after how many zeros? Ooh, Alex, get out that pocketbook. This dude is fucked, right? Oh my God, 50 billion, 100 billion, trillion. You're not too far off if uh, everything I'm reading is correct. They make these lies about all this money we've got. All this, it's just all just delusional leftist crap, like two men can have a baby. Okay, now see, now why are you dragging the gays here? This has nothing to do with homosexuals. I am getting a little bit tired of being brought into every argument here. Just let me suck dick in peace. There's a sound drop for you. Same cult that wants to cut your son's balls off. (laughs) Don't fail. He's getting all worked up. He's just, the anticipation is killing him. I'm sorry. We're finally getting to the main event here. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, please listen to your verdict as it is read. Alex Jones is starting to twitch with a big smile on his face, trying to, I guess, pretend like none of this is bothering him. 
Let's just get to some uh, hard numbers here. To plaintiff Robbie Parker, A, defamation slash slander damages past and future, $60 million. Yeah. I think $60 million alone could ruin Alex Jones, right? I mean, that's a, that's a big chunk of money, and we're just getting started, baby. Past and future, $60 million. Total, $120 million. Yeah. by yeah. Again, that's one plaintiff, $120 million. And this goes on 25 million, 30 million, 15 million. Get those numbers up. Two plaintiffs, Mark Barton. Alex wants to give them more money. $257 million right now. Come on, go. More than that. It would be funny if instead of saying, come on, get that money up, Alex Jones just started spouting off even more crazy stuff about these people. Plaintiff Robert Menendez, he's a child molester. He fucked his kid. His kid's better off dead. Thank God he was shot in the face. Saved a misery and uh, years of therapy, I'm sure. Sandy Hook trial part two has to start somewhere. Look, now, the only reason I'm saying these things is because I want to give them more money. They deserve more money. I want another court to find me guilty. Christmas is coming early to the Sandy Hook parents. 32600000 Never said their names. All Total made up. Nope. <laughs> hilarious. I'm laughing. It is funny. The majority of this 10-minute clip is just the guy spouting numbers. $21 million, $57 million. $21 million. They actually believe they're getting this money. It's like they believe all their own stuff. He's trying to act like this is not affecting him, but it's uh, it's coming through. <laughs> yeah, the funny thing is they think they're actually going to get money from me. It's not going to happen, no. Well, it's going to go on for hours. If I don't hit a billion, I'm upset. Well, in the end, Alex Jones was upset. $965 million he owes the Sandy Hook families. That's just like adding insult to injury. They couldn't. He couldn't even hit the billion mark like he wanted. So this is what a show trial looks like. I mean, this is the left completely out of control, doing whatever they want, like drag queen story time. Two men can have a baby. I mean, this is what they do. With that. This is their. This is their. Their panacea. Alex Jones is right about one thing: the families aren't going to see much money at all, right? Alex Jones doesn't have a billion dollars. Nowhere near that. I thought it was going to be difficult for him to pay the $50 million uh, award from the last trial. I mean, I'm sure he's going to appeal, right? And then declare bankruptcy, set up some sort of payment plan where money sort of trickles into the family. But that's a lot of alpha brain powder or whatever the hell those supplements are to sell. I don't think we need to play any more from Alex Jones. But yeah, the magic number is $965 million. Please get on InfoWarsStore.com and purchase some DNA Force Plus. Best way to help what we're doing here. Well, there you go. Alex Jones is uh, deep in the shit at this point. Uh, let's move on. Now, recently I announced, <laughs> I didn't break the news here, but you know, I found out that uh, Taco Bell was bringing back their Mexican pizza. I was very excited about it. I ordered it like the day it came back out. And, uh, you know, I was always happy with the Mexican pizza. Don't get me wrong. I'm not here to complain. Not being a Karen. However, one thing I had noticed is that uh, by the time you get the Mexican pizza home and you open that box, it's a little sloppy looking. The pizza's like sliding around and all the toppings get like pushed onto the side and on the, the, the ceiling of the box. It's gross. And it kind of, it slightly ruins the experience. 
presentation is really part of the meal. Come on, Taco Bell. Now, I offered Taco Bell some unsolicited advice, free of charge, as always. Gave them a couple options. I said, maybe there's a way, like, they could include in the box, right, some sort of uh, little paper or cardboard nubbins, right, on the box that that will uh, hold the pizza in place. Keep it from sliding around. Now, I understand that would uh, require re-engineering the box and uh, there's additional cost there so an even easier fix might be to just put a little bit of cheese on the bottom of the box and then put the mexican pizza on it now the warmth from the mexican pizza will melt the cheese adhering the pizza to the box the cheese would work as an adhesive of sorts a delicious gooey glue Now, listener of the show, friend of the program, prank call practitioner, Great Big Pete has taken it upon himself to float my idea to Taco Bell employees engage their reaction. Let's see how that all played out. Holy cow. How are you doing there? Beautiful. Jesus. Hi, how are you? How do they not just immediately hang up the phone? They're like, look, I, I don't get paid enough to deal with this bullshit. I am fantastic. And I'm about to be fantastic-er now that I'm talking to you. What do you want? <laughs> Great. Yeah. Do you have the uh, taco pizzas? Mexican pizzas, yeah. Yeah, Mexican pizzas. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh, One boy. thing I've noticed about them, though, is when I get them home, they're always mooshed up against the side and all the ingredients yes. and toppings are all dicked up. Yes! So have- dicked up! That's That's a good way of putting that. So I have an idea to propose to you. Okay. Okay. Next time you make one of them things, you know what you do? Jizz in it. The cum will make the pizza stick. Use some of your pussy juice, bitch. There's a lot of crass ways uh, Pete could have gone with that. But no, he stuck to the plan. Really wanted to gauge their reaction to my idea. Slap a bit of cheese in the bottom of the box. And then put the hot pizza on top of the cheese it melts sticks and then the pizza won't slide around in the box boom problem solved i'm a genius you're welcome okay right but that costs money that costs extra money what the cheese used at taco bell has to be the most inexpensive ingredient out of everything used i'm not even entirely sure that what they call cheese is real cheese i think it's at least 50 percent earwax That is the dumbest fucking thing I ever heard. That costs money. Okay, well, uh, what goes on top of the Mexican pizza? Cheese. Okay, you just put a little less cheese on the top and put put some on the bottom. No one's going to know the difference. All of a sudden, this cunt is worried about the economics of this stuff. Making $10 an hour at Taco Bell. Maybe that's something that they've been told. Like, we got to watch how much cheese we put on the food. We're losing too much money. I'm just pissed off because she seemed way too dismissive uh, regarding my idea. Okay, right, but that costs money. That costs extra money. Come on, Pete, well, give it to her. I mean, it's worth it because it's customer satisfaction <laughs> instead of crap product, you know? <laughs> yeah, but I can't just do that because we have to count every item in the store, so they would have to add it onto their pizza for me to do that. Oh, an add-on. I'm going to try to go to Taco Bell. They're going to hate me and be like, listen... Can you put a layer of shredded cheese on the bottom of the box before you lay the pizza on it? It'll be worth the extra 50 cents. 
Yeah, um, I'm <laughs> taking offense to the fact that you called it the M-word pizza. You know we can't say the M-word, right? It's Latinx pizza. Did you need help with anything else? Yeah, You're I do. You're officially canceled. Actually, um, I'd like to make an order, please. Okay, we don't do orders over the phone. It would be DoorDash, Grubhub. Okay, Uber that's eat. great. Thank you. Yeah, I'll make an order for um, two taco pizzas. All right. Well, have a great one. I would like to have... Not satisfied with that answer, Great Big Pete's alter ego, Lorna, (laughs) decided to call in. Hi, Billy. Um, We're calling. Billy. It's important to us that that the Mexican pizza, um, the situation, is addressed. This is a very pressing matter. Goddamn government's giving all this aid to Ukraine. How about throwing a few bucks to Taco Bell to figure out this Mexican pizza sitch? I don't know if you know what I mean. Are you managerial? We have a we have a new uh, approach that we're going to need you to follow. Next time you make a Mexican pizza, okay, just at the bottom of the tray, just a, li- a couple pieces of cheese, and then the hot pizza, the hot um, <laughs> the hot shell on top of that. Make the pizza, and that little bit of cheese is going to keep the pizza from sliding all around and getting all messed up. <laughs> So that's that's how your team is going to be doing the Mexican pizza from now on. Um, this was this is because of the idea of Mr. Timothy James Henson. Me- this is coming down from corporate. L- Lorna is vice president of product sliding innovations. Media mogul and and darling. Yep. So you can thank Mr. Henson for this innovation in Mexican pizza technology. You're welcome. Okay. Well. All right. All right. Who's calling? This is Lorna Anderson with Corporate. <laughs> All right. We'll keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. No, you do what she says. Thank you. Just a little bit of cheese at the bottom. You got it. <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. Hey, we're fixing this problem one Taco Bell restaurant at a time. Thank you very much, Great Big Pete, for your service. If you want to follow Great Big Pete and listen to his prank call podcast great big pranks i will provide a link on the show notes today for uh you know for you to enjoy more stupidity like that and with that let's get into the crazy bizarre twist to the fucked up news right now believe it or not we have found ourselves at the end of the week for you uh free listeners Tomorrow's episode is going to be Sideshow exclusive. This is all because we took Monday off. We started the week on Tuesday. Everything was sort of pushed back a day. So if you want to hear tomorrow's episode, you got to sign up. Superfreaksideshow.com. Let me tell you why it's a good idea to sign up. It's the best way to help ensure that Distorted View continues. This is how I make my living. I can only do it with the support of you freaks. And uh, thankfully for the past, I don't know how many years have we been doing the Sideshow? At least 15 years, right? You freaks have made this possible, and uh, I hope to continue doing the show for a long, long time. It's only possible, though, with your support. Sign up right now, superfreaksideshow.com. Memberships are very inexpensive, only $6.99 a month, even less when you opt for a quarterly, semi-annual, yearly, or lifetime membership. So what do you get with your membership? Well, every week I do brand new Sideshow exclusive podcasts, typically two times a week. Plus, uh, we've got an entire archive of shows, thousands of past programs in there. Again, sign up right now, superfreaksideshow.com. You get access to an RSS feed that you can plug into most podcasting apps and get all of the free shows and all of the exclusive programs. 
If you want an even easier way to get new Sideshow episodes, you can also uh, sign up in various apps like Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Just a few taps in those apps, and uh, that'll give you access to all of the new shows uh, we do as they become available. Check it all out, superfreaksideshow.com. And if you want to read more about the various uh, ways to get Sideshow material, check out distortedview.com. Uh, finally, we've got a Patreon account. This is another way to help support the show. You can pledge a uh, dollar or five or 20, whatever, whatever you can spare. Uh, it really does help out. Patreon.com slash distortedview. Thank you so much to my patrons and, of course, you Sideshow members. Like I said, you are the reason this show continues. All right. Three very quick stories now. First up, a sperm donor with fragile X syndrome, which sounds so fucking cool, like he's a mutant or something. He's glass boy. He was born with the fragile X syndrome. I don't know what sort of powers glass boy would have. It had something to do with glass, but that's not a like a great superpower because... Glass is, is fragile, you know, breaks. Still, Fragile X Syndrome sounds cool. Uh, what is Fragile X Syndrome? Um, well, it's a hereditary genetic condition that leads to low IQ <laughs> and developmental delay and cannot be cured. So it's not something you want to pass on. I think I'd rather be Glass Boy. Yeah, you don't want to pass on this gene. So if you have Fragile X, you should not be a sperm donor. That's like the last thing you should be doing. Well, he's now been banned from contacting a young woman that he impregnated twice. James McDougall, 37, went ahead with private sperm donations to a number of lesbian women after advertising himself on social media without fully revealing his condition. He knew about it, but the urge to hand off his jizz was simply too great. His identity emerged in May after an almost unprecedented move by a judge in a family court battle to prevent other women from using him as a sperm donor after he demanded access to some of his children. Last week, a 24-year-old mother of two of his children was granted a restraining order by a court after he was found to be harassing her. McDougal has been ordered to stay away from her for the next five years. The mother, who cannot be named for legal reasons and co-parents her daughter with her girlfriend, previously said that he had tried to work his way into her life and force her to leave her gay partner. I don't think he really understands how lesbians tend to operate. Even if you did manage to get the couple to break up, she's not going to want you. You got a dick and also fragile X syndrome. You've got a low IQ and you're tricking women into taking your tainted spunk. Those are not qualities a lesbian looks for in a man. As far as I know, I mean, I'm not an expert. McDougal was given a restraining order at Derby Magistrates Court, preventing him from contacting the mother and another person until October 2027. He was also ordered not to enter certain areas of Derby for the same period of time. McDougal, a volunteer at a film and sci-fi museum, so unemployed. You can just say unemployed. And boy, doesn't that track. Idiot nerds sperming up lesbians. Of course, he volunteers at a sci-fi museum. He pled guilty to using violence for the purpose of securing entry to a property without lawful authority. He is understood to have been sentenced in his absence, having not appeared in person at the hearing. McDougal was described as a complex person who has been diagnosed as having learning difficulties and being on the autistic spectrum. Oh, that explains the picture in the article of him holding the Green Ranger helmet. He's a Power Ranger fan. 
The mother of two said she had no idea that he had a condition when she spoke to him about uh, helping her and her female partner conceive. The jobless woman from Derbyshire, or Derbyshire. By the way, you don't have a job. You can't afford good quality sperm. Maybe you shouldn't be having a kid. Accepting some autistics come. You get what you pay for. The jobless woman turned to McDougal in a desperate bid to give her the gift of a baby. She had limited financial resources, and McDougal appeared to be acting in good faith and for free. Wow, this guy's just volunteering all over the place. Now, they agreed that he would have no involvement in her children's upbringing, but he gradually started trying to work his way into her life, despite knowing she was in a same-sex relationship. The woman also had no idea that he suffered from the health condition, Fragile X, uh, which she fears her eldest daughter has inherited. She said uh, she has a lot of the traits. She isn't talking <laughs> and she's 15. We're starting to think something's wrong here. I don't know how old she is. She isn't talking. She hates bright lights. <laughs> she she may be a gremlin. <laughs> I'm sorry. Don't they hate lights or something? Mogwise? Before they turn into gremlins? Bright light! It's one way to describe a mentally handicapped person. He's a mogwai. Quote, I feel angry that James may have passed this on to my daughter. He never mentioned it. He should have told me about his condition, but he didn't, and I blame him. Well, yeah... The restraining order was probably a good idea because she explained how he had persuaded her to let him stay at her home for two weeks during lockdown while she tried to get pregnant for a second time. The mother added, he had a weird obsession with me. And on one occasion, he smacked my backside and tried to initiate sexual contact with me. It's like, look, you already had my cum in you. Is it that much of a stretch that we actually fuck? I mean, come on, let's give it a whirl. Come on, don't you want to fuck glass boy? For the record, McDougal's own adoptive parents have claimed that he was simply offering his services because he's kind-hearted. Y'all are being too hard on the boy. Let him give you his sperm, even if you don't want to use it. Just you accepting it makes him feel good. This is what you have to do with the mentally handicapped. You know, you make them feel good about themselves. June and John McDougal have previously spoken in defense of their son as they revealed their son's donor obsession. Mrs. McDougal, 73, said... Uh, how her son was now struggling with it all. Yeah, he's the victim here. After being banned from being involved in the lives of some of the children, he had fathered. That's what he agreed to. Good fucking grief. What a lesson. Don't accept sperm from strangers. I'm getting that printed on a shirt. All right, second story we have for you. Now, if you don't live in the UK, you probably don't know all of the members of the royal family. Princess Margaret, for instance. Do you guys know who she is? She was the sister of Queen Elizabeth, who just died. Queen Elizabeth II. So Princess Margaret was the sister of Queen Elizabeth II. Now, Princess Margaret died, uh, I don't know, about 20 years ago, back in 2002. Well, now there's a new shocking revelation about Princess Margaret, all thanks to TV presenter Susanna Constantine. If you live in England, you might know who she is. Apparently, she hosts What Not to Wear, which I think we have a version of that here in the United States, or we did at some point. The What Not to Wear star said the late queen's sister, whose son... Viscount Lindley? Is that how you pronounce that name? It's literally discount, but with a V. Apparently, Susanna used to date Viscount. That's how she was apparently so close to uh, the, the princess there. Anyway, she said that uh, one time the princess kicked the toilet door open after Susanna had been gone too long and saw her with her pants down. What did she think was going on in there? 
some sort of illicit activity, right? So the the princess karate kicked the door the door down. Hiya! Uh, Susanna said to her, "Ma'am, it won't go down," referring to a turd. So apparently, Susanna was in the bathroom, took a massive shit, and she was embarrassed because the poop wouldn't flush. And rather than leave it there, she just sort of was in the, just hanging around the bathroom trying to figure out something to do. The royal family. They're just like us. All right. She looked at me and said, go get me a knife. This cannot be real. Princess Margaret used a poop knife. On Susanna's return, she turned around and there was this chop, 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 flushed the loo, handed me back the knife. The knife in question has been kept as a memento by Susanna ever since. Is she like putting this up for auction or something? She trying to spin a good yarn to get that uh, auction price up? Get people bidding on Princess Margaret's poop knife? Honestly, that's something I would like to have. That would be a great addition to the DV Museum. Princess Margaret, who was four years younger than Queen Elizabeth II, died in 2002 following years of deteriorating health. She suffered at least three strokes between 1998 and 2001, a bout of pneumonia in 1993, and underwent a lung operation in 1985. In 2002, a fourth and final stroke finally killed Margaret at the age of 71 at King Edward VII's Hospital in London. She died just seven weeks before the Queen Mother passed away, aged at 101. At the That was the first Queen Elizabeth, I guess, uh, at the Royal Lodge in Windsor. The glitz and glamour of royalty. We don't have anything like that here in the United States. I mean, we have presidents. Oh, I'm sure there have been some presidents who own poop knives. You know, like back in the 1800s and stuff. More recently, if I had to put my money on a president to own a poop knife, Lyndon Johnson. There's not a doubt in my mind that that hillbilly owned one. I mean, we played that phone call between Lyndon Johnson and a pants maker when he was trying to get some pants tailored or something. Now, the pockets, when you sit down in a chair, the knife and your money comes out. So I needed at least another inch in the pockets. Yeah. Now, another thing with crotch down where your nuts hang is always a little too tight. So when you make them up, give me an inch that I can let out there uh, because they cut me. It's just like riding a, a wire fence. Not exactly a classy man. It gets worse. He starts belching on the phone with this poor pants man. But see if you can't leave me about an inch from the, where the zipper ends uh, around uh, under my back to my bunghole. It's interesting because uh, Johnson was president from 1963 to 1969. I didn't realize bunghole was a word that was used back then. It's kind of cool. This is the type of U.S. history we don't learn about in, in high school. I mean, come on. Kids would be interested in that. Final story we have for you today. Elon Musk is at it again. He's conquered the world of electric vehicles, space exploration, digging big tunnels, I heard he's, like, sticking microchips and monkeys and pigs and stuff. Like, he's he's a pretty successful guy. What's next for him? Buying Twitter? Possibly. I mean, he's got to cough up a lot of cash. And apparently he's come up with a new way to drum up some funds. The other day he tweeted something like, I can't believe with my last name, I never thought of this before. A cologne. Elon Musk, you know, musky scent. I replied that he should bring back the late, great 1980s fragrance, Garbo. It would be great. He could do a new version of that iconic advertisement with the Garbo car, but it could be a Tesla. This is a very new 
fragrance. Yeah. <laughs> that voice gets me every fucking time. It's insane. Is a very new fragrance for men. Turbo. My Fabergé. In addition to saying the name of the product, the only other thing that is really included in the ad is, uh, must be the tagline, turn it on, turn on turbo, turn it on, turn it on. And there's like a picture of a woman, you know, like, turn it on. Turn it on. Turn it on. Turbo. Well, Elon did not take my advice. He is not going to reissue Turbo. His new fragrance is burnt hair. All right. Is that what space is supposed to smell like? I was trying to figure out the connection. Like, why is he selling a cologne that smells like burnt hair? Anyway, he tweeted about this uh, and I guess showed off a picture of the bottle and a link to where you could purchase burnt hair. Um, by the way, you can purchase burnt hair on the Boring Company's website. You know, the company that drills tunnels. Oddly enough, it's not the first consumer product sold by the Boring Company. I think they were the ones that also sold that flamethrower a couple years ago. Anyway, if you want to see what a bottle of burnt hair looks like, check out the chapter artwork or featured image over there at distortedview.com. Well, shortly after uh, Elon Musk tweeted about this, boom, he said he has already sold 10,000 bottles. He's selling this cologne at a uh, whopping $100 a pop. So that means he's already earned a million dollars. How much is he buying Twitter for? For 46 billion or something like that? Dude, you're going to have to sell a whole lot more burnt hair. Uh, With a name like mine, getting into the fragrance business was inevitable. Why did I even fight it for so long? Musk asked Twitter where he now describes himself as a uh, perfume salesman. The essence of repugnant desire is the website description of his latest offering. Costs $100 a bottle and is uh, set to start shipping in the first quarter of 2023. The man cannot just sell a product that's ready. There's always pre-ordering or you got to put down a deposit or something. I guess there's been other products like uh, Tesla's own brand tequila launched in 2020 and a pair of short shorts to signify Musk's victory over investors who bet against the electric vehicle maker. Now the world's most valuable car firm. His boring company, a tunneling firm last valued at $5.7 billion, sold flamethrowers at $500 a piece in early 2018, raising $10 million. Uh, He also sold 50,000 boring company hats. Musk's ambitions over the years have ranged from colonizing Mars to creating a new sustainable energy economy. And in the process, he's built Tesla, uh, the rocket company SpaceX, and smaller firms. Not to mention the whole Twitter thing. Uh, If it goes through, uh, the deal would put Musk in charge of one of the most influential media platforms and end months of litigation that damaged Twitter's brand and fed his reputation for erratic behavior. So uh, there you go. That's what Elon Musk is up to. Get your bottle of uh, burnt hair at the Boring Company. Uh, That, my friends, is your distorted news for Thursday. Let's do a couple voicemails and get the hell out of here. Love to hear from you freaks. And there are many ways to contact the show. Show at distortedview.com. I'm all over social media at distortedview on Twitter and Instagram. Facebook.com slash distortedview show. Yada, yada, yada. Don't forget about the Discord. That's where all the freaks are hanging out. We've got a new YouTube channel. Find all those links over there at uh, distortedview.com. 
Com. All right, let's check in with a few freaks here. Hey, Tim, it's Tyler. Hope you're having a great day. Sure am. I just wanted to tell you, one of my favorite things that you've been doing over the last couple of months is that laughing loop of me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I really want that. If there's any possibility you could send it to me, uh, I would love it. Yeah, we need to create a soundboard because a lot of people are asking for uh, Mead sound clips and, and stuff. Uh, we need to compile all this. You, um, also, I wanted to uh, say, I think you are a very fair judge. Yeah. Uh, firm, but fair. Your uh, criticism of Mead is very measured, well thought out. And not done with any sort of malice. Like, he totally deserves it. But, you know, at the same time, you know, you poke fun at him, but you're reasonable, I think. Look, he's a goof, but uh, he, you know, he's an idiot. He's our lovable, goofy idiot, though. I'm sorry for all the questions. I need to talk to you about Denty Moore. Uh, For the last 10 or 11 years that I've been listening to Distorted View, Dinty more? You have a you have a Dinty more related question for me. All right. You make reference to Dinty more about once every two, maybe three months. Really? And that often? I don't know if, like, in your mind, that's like the ultimate poverty food. Um, <laughs> what's your uh, What's your hang up with uh, Dinty more, man? What's wrong? With well, you? it is you know it is cheap, gross looking food. Right. And uh, bonus, it has a funny name. Dinty. Dinty more. It's a funny word. It's a funny, you know, funny name for food. You know, if I'm talking about yeah, poverty food, I could have very easily said ramen. You know, ramen noodle. That's so easy. Everyone says that. Plus, ramen is delicious. Spam. You know, that's overused, too. I just like Dinty more. I don't know. It is uh, oddly specific, though, isn't it? Hey, Tim. Haley's Comet calling up. Oh, we're done with the pimp daddy bullshit. Good. Uh, I was able to snag uh, Mead's entire meltdown live stream. <laughs> I love that so many people caught it. It's something that Mead wishes would go away, and everyone has recorded it. I uh, downloaded it uh, <laughs> while it was happening. I was able to get it before oh, yeah. he deleted it. So I've got the whole thing up on Dropbox. I uh, sent you a share link. Oh, I got it now. Thank you so much for that. So if you check your email, you should have something from Dropbox.com. If you don't, uh, let me know, and I'll I'll send you... uh, I think I should be playing it, like, as a live stream on loop, (laughs) constantly. Uh, Another link. You know, like, that lo-fi music channel on YouTube that uh, was streaming for years until it was, uh, you know, there was, like, a takedown notice or something, and now it's back up? Yeah, I want to do that with Mead's live stream. Just keep playing it. Jagu Tim, it's Canadian Sideshow Freak, Windows 98 Tech Support. I uh, hey. don't call in that much because I don't like your other listeners. Um, anyway, I'm just calling because on uh, the 10-11-22 show, uh, you played a clip of a streamer getting mad about bubbles during his stream. Oh, yeah, the bubbles. So, like, his whole thing was... <laughs> He, he kind of played this up because he wanted likes or hearts or whatever the hell you get on Twitch or you whatever. He's like, look, if I get 100 likes, I'll set off the bubble machine. Every 100 likes, I'll play the bubble machine. And so he got 100 likes and his viewers were like, I want the bubbles. Show me the bubbles. But he was uh, getting angry because he was losing at a game he was playing. So he lashed out at his listeners or viewers. Uh, the streamer's name is a guy named Darkside Phil, and he's kind of widely known for being a complete fuck-up of a human. Oh, um, my favorite type of human. <laughs> That's what we feature exclusively here on the podcast. In, like, incredible and bizarre ways, like, he managed 
to successfully declare bankruptcy despite the fact that he spent all of his money on like shitty phone games uh he's honestly down there he lost he lost his life savings on mobile phone games with like me skeleton <laughs> and like <laughs> he went bankrupt due to microtransactions chris chan um he's just he interslices all of his hmm. being failure with occasional successes very very good content mind there if you want to look up dark side phil all right i am on it you freaks help me out find some good stuff i'm sure we can find some compilations this guy sounds like a complete fuck up uh, there's uh, there's probably some stuff that you could play anyway i love the show uh Aww. looking forward to the merch in the store yeah. yeah it's coming up uh thank you very much for all the voicemails keep them coming it's all the time we have on this edition of the program why don't you guys email me show at distortedview.com Distortedview.com is our official website. Voicemail line for you, 206-666-4463. That's 206-666-OGOD. Is it OGOD? I was very sad and upset, plus I was having the bloats. Spread the distortion, STD. Tell all your friends about the show. Don't forget to give us a five-star rating, a thumbs up, or like wherever you can rate and review podcasts. You guys here on the free feed, thank you so much for a great week of programs. Uh, if you are Sideshow members, I am not done yet. I will be back uh, to end the week tomorrow with the Friday show. Until then, have a great day. Bye, everybody. Another excellent podcast from the Scribe Media Group. Learn more at scribe.net.